everyone, I'm Amanda. And I'm Jackie. Welcome, Welcome to, to Everyday, Everyday Anxiety. Anxiety, where we talk about our everyday lives facing anxiety. Before we start, we just want to say that we are not licensed therapists. And the content we are talking about may be triggering for some. If you find yourself in a tough place where you feel as though you can't go on, please contact the Suicide Prevention Hotline at 800-273-8255. Hey, Jackie, what's up? What's up, Amanda? What you doing? Oh, just getting so excited for this podcast. (gasps) What are we talking about today? Therapy. Oh, it's my favorite. I probably say that every single time. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We're always like, I'm so excited. (laughs) Therapy is amazing. And also the worst. And also terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're going to cover a few topics. So the first one is going to be reasons why we didn't go to therapy beforehand. Ooh. Yep, we have reasons for that. Oh, yes, we do. (laughs) And what's our next topic, Amanda? Our next topic is going to be the difficulties of finding a therapist that fits you. Yes. And the next one is going to be different kinds of therapy. Ooh, that one's... I didn't know that there were so many different kinds. I had no idea. (laughs) No idea. I don't even know what most of these are, but we're just going to tell you anyway. (laughs) And then we're also going to talk about the type of therapy we personally use. I'm especially excited for Amanda to share hers because I had never heard of it before and it's super interesting. So yeah, I had actually never heard of it either. So (laughs) (laughs) and then we're going to go into why therapy is hard and why we love therapy. Yes. (laughs) All right. So let's start at the top. So four reasons why we did not go to therapy before. Would you like to start us off, Jackie? Oh, sure. I'd love to. (laughs) Um, So we wrote down several things that uh, came to mind of why we didn't go to therapy. And I think we agreed on pretty much all of them, right? Every single one. Yes. (laughs) So I'll say the one that I think it was the biggest reason for me is that I – felt like I was a failure if I went to therapy, that I was incapable of, quote, fixing myself, Oh, that I couldn't do it alone. So I was weak or not smart enough or not capable enough, just feeling like I was a failure by going to therapy. That I that resonates a lot because like I think so many people there's so many self-help books out there. Mm hmm. That like every time I go to like pick up something or research something, it's like, oh, self-help. Here you go. You know, you go into like reading those books and you're like, okay, well, I can do all of those things. Well, yeah, probably. But is that really going to change anything? Like you can read about it all day long. But until like action is put behind it, there's not going to be any changes. And therapy, I feel like, triggers those actions, I guess. Yes. So. it's accountability, I guess. Yeah, it's it's kind of like accountability. Keeps you in check. Yeah, kind of like that. But I mean, I when I first started thinking about it, like even from outside perspective, everybody was like, "Oh, why why are you going? Mm-hmm. Like, What's wrong with you?" Yeah, like you're always such a happy person, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Well, you know, maybe in front of you, <laughs> like, does that does it show? Do I really want to show every single stranger like the troubles that I'm going through?" absolutely not right and that then you know do i really want to tell a therapist (laughs) if i don't want to tell a stranger do i really want to tell you too like that's just nope not happening i felt like because i couldn't fix myself quote Mm -hmm. unquote fix it just wasn't 
It wasn't the action for me to go through. But that kind of leads us into our next point of therapy is for messed up people. Yeah. In that. And by yeah, I mean, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, therapy is not for messed up people. One thing I wanted to say is about this subject, I guess, is that there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with you. I believe Jackie was awesome and posted a couple weeks ago or last week that if somebody tells you like you're feeling your feelings too big, mm-hmm. it's, you're too sensitive. You're too sensitive. Shouldn't be feeling a certain way. Yeah, it's it's just not true. So like therapy isn't for quote unquote messed up people. It's actually at all points of your life. People go to um, some people go to like counseling before marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I know actually I think everybody that I know has done that. People go into therapy like when something good happens or if something's recommended to them if they want to dig dig a little deeper into a certain aspect of their life then there are people that are struggling that go to therapy and so there's just there's such a wide range but as soon as you bring up therapy to somebody they're going to be like okay well what's wrong why why are you struggling like you have nothing to struggle about like there's (laughs) there's just kind of a negative view of therapy and it's getting better oh absolutely yeah but it's still very common for people to be like, okay, why? Why are you going to therapy? Or why would I go to therapy? Mm-hmm. Because uh, I think a great thing that my therapist does is that she points out a lot of positive in my life and a lot of accomplishments and mm-hmm. wins mm-hmm. that I wouldn't normally like be proud of or be excited about. And so she helps point out – She just it's just nice to get a different perspective of your life from a third party who is not emotionally invested in you. I agree. Like my therapist, when I go into a meeting or I say meeting, but like when I go into a session, when we sit down, she's like, okay, how was your week? And I kind of go through everything. And then she's now, I've gotten to the point to where I'm like, oh, here's the positive. And I'll point out the positive to her. And then she will sit there and, you know, say, you know, that's a great, from weeks ago to now, that's a great improvement. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, I can say now, like, oh, that's a great improvement because I'm learning how to be happy with my accomplishments myself versus looking from the outside. So that's really cool. But people always just think negative. Mm -hmm. And like therapy, though can be negative and often is, it can also be for the positive of learning from it. Ooh. (laughs) What's ooh? I was looking at the scary, scary word. What's the scary scary, word? scary to talk about feelings. Oh, yeah. It is scary. I actually just posted about that. <gasps> you did? Yeah, I just posted about... Um, <laughs> so our next, next point on here was about being scary and how it's brave to talk about your feelings versus using the word scary, which I still use. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very scary to talk about something that you might not talk to anybody about if you are in a darker place when you go to therapy talking about something that's so dark that you haven't told a single person in your life is terrifying a hundred percent and i just feel i knowing the world i don't want to be judged on something Mm -hmm. so sometimes i'll go into therapy like not wanting to be judged yeah and so when i go to like state whatever it is it's the most terrifying thing ever in the world and my anxiety is 
through the roof when it happens. If I know something big is going to come out of it, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I have to tell her. Oh no, oh no, this is so bad. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, it's necessary, but it's definitely scary to talk to. Because sometimes in the beginning, you feel like it's a stranger, right? Like you're going to somebody that you don't know, unless unless you know them, but like... That's rare. It's very rare that you go to a therapist that you know, just so that they can stay objectively. Right. Third party sense, you know? I completely agree with that i remember right before i went to my therapist the first time when i was deep in postpartum depression Mm -hmm. that um the thoughts i was experiencing i was i was scared of the thoughts of like who i thought that i was defined by these thoughts and that the the violent and scary thoughts i was having were making me a scary and violent person Ooh. And then I was also terrified that if I tell my therapist this or anybody what I'm experiencing, I'm going to be seen as an unfit mother Mm. or I'm going to get my child taken away, which is on the extreme. Like, I love my child dearly. But But that's scary, though. Yeah. And I'm like, I could not lose this thing, this person that I love more than anything I've ever loved in the world. Mm -hmm. And so having that be something that I could possibly lose by sharing how I'm really feeling was just terrifying. Yeah. I feel like that would be paralyzing. Yeah. Oh, it was for sure. I mean, I have held out, I have gone into sessions and held out and not said anything Mm -hmm. for weeks and I go every single week. Wow. And I've held out for weeks until I get to the point of where I'm like, okay, I think I can do it now. And I'll tell her, and she's like, yeah, totally normal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've been waiting for weeks to tell you this, and I've been stressing about it for weeks, and you're telling me that this is normal? <laughs> and she's just like, I, you know, I applaud your bravery for saying that, because I know it's hard. But yes, this is a normal thought or feeling or, you know, whatever it is at that point. But I'm like, man, are you kidding me? Like, I should have <laughs> just said this. <laughs> I should have just said this. I should have just done it. And just told you. I think like a good therapist will make you feel heard, Mm -hmm. understand, empathize, and like it, they should be there with no judgment. Right. I mean, that's how both of our therapists are. Right. I mean, mine is, that's what I've understood from Mm -hmm. your stories is that, I mean, there's zero judgment and that's really hard to get from someone outside of therapy. Absolutely. Because your friends, your family, whoever else you talk to, they have their own opinions and mm-hmm. their own like, well, this is right. This is wrong. Right. But a therapist is there to in, to actually listen to you, to validate your feelings mm-hmm. because they are valid and yeah, offer a place of no judgment, which is sadly rare to find in this world. Yes, absolutely. Because except here on our podcast. Except here. <laughs> we want to hear everything. <laughs> Please let us know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I completely agree. Like I, I do have trouble sometimes going I know that if I'm talking about something extremely hard that I haven't worked through yet I have Mm -hmm. to go first to my therapist she's she hears a lot of things first just because I can't run the risk of anybody else knowing and judging it and then me thinking that just something is terrible or that I'm terrible or anything like that so I think it's something to learn and know going in to therapy that like it is a no judgment zone mm-hmm. or it should be should be yeah. it should be a no judgment zone and i hate using the word should because i shouldn't <laughs> but this is a place where should is definitely necessary there should be no judgment when when talking to a therapist they are there for that reason they mm-hmm. are there to hear and they probably have heard it all to be honest with yeah. you i i 
every time I um, get ready to say something to my therapist that I think is a little bit concerning, she's like, you know, we've heard it all, Amanda. Just go ahead and let it out. And I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure you've heard this one? <laughs> She's like, probably, yes. <laughs> I probably have heard this thing. So uh, just go ahead, let it out there. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> so, yeah. But that also leads us into like our next point of, you know, what if something's wrong? What if I'm flawed? Or what if I can't be fixed? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this one, Jackie? Oh, wow. What if something is wrong with me? you still feel that way? That something could be wrong with you? You know, I don't really anymore. That's good. Um, I'm sure I have days every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I don't have that fear that I'm I'm too broken to be a good mom or a good friend or just a regular human. Like, okay, I have things that I view as imperfections and things I wish that were easier in my life, but I don't think that they make me a bad person or broken. So yeah, therapy has definitely helped me realize that. That's I'm, awesome. I'm just now, now when you ask that question, I'm like, huh, okay, I have come a long way. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about pat on, you? Pat on the back. Yeah. Um, so I, no, I, well, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, because I really wasn't planning on asking you that. So, <laughs> so I'll ask myself, um, do I think I'm flawed or too far to be fixed? No, I don't think I'm too far to be fixed. Do because I s- that's why you're going to therapy. Right. I think that I've come such a long way that I know that I can get through anything and that anything like I can handle anything. I think what it comes down to is as I peel back all of these layers of issues Mm -hmm. (laughs) or we've got a lot of layers. So I don't think I'm too far to be fixed. I do think, you know, as I'm working through all the issues that I'm finding more issues, (laughs) which is difficult. (laughs) But I feel like each time an issue comes up, I feel more equipped to handle it. Yeah. So I don't feel as bad about it. I'm like, oh, this is not as big as I've been all these years making it out to be. Like, it's really not that bad. (laughs) It's like you're finding your strength along the way. Right. Exactly. So, like, do I still struggle with, like, you know, every other, you know, not every other day, but, like, every once in a while a thought popping up of, like, you know, you have this one issue. Nobody's going to love you. You know, like that. Every once in a while will pop up, but I then can figure out with the coping methods that I've learned uh-huh. <laughs> um, that I, that it's just not unfixable. And I hate using the word fixable, but it's kind of the healed. only thing healed. Yes. I feel a little bit more healed each time I come across something that is not great in my life. Yeah. Now that you said that, I'm like, okay, I take back what I said. Um, <laughs> totally fine. Guess um, what? You can change your mind. Yes, you can. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, just real quick. Like, I think for the most part, I feel like there, like there's nothing wrong with me, or I'm not flawed or unflick unfixable. But I definitely do have moments like when you when you mentioned that I have moments where like I'm not good enough to have this job. I'm not good enough to teach meditation. I'm not good enough to be a good friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I definitely have moments. But, oh, man, 
way less often yeah than before yeah i used to, i mean i used to always i just as a person felt that way yeah and now i don't feel like that as a person i feel like mm-hmm. there's just moments where it's it's something that i have to overcome but mm-hmm. it, i feel like everybody has moments like that so i feel like i'm now in the realm of the middle group of people where everybody's like <laughs> randomly feeling that which is great because it's it kind of keeps you in check a little bit but it's also mm-hmm. like i can get through it so there's there's a little bit of hope there that makes me feel a little bit better <laughs> It's not as paralyzing. Exactly. It's yeah. not like, oh, this is just how I am. This yeah. is no fixable, not going to go anywhere. Can't do anything about it. Oh, no. Oh, well. Yeah. You know, with that, you want to go to our next one? So I think this is our last topic under mm-hmm. reasons why we don't go to therapy. And we actually kind of have like two different views of it. Yeah. Of medication. Yes. So um, I'll tell you. We didn't originally have two different views. We just now have two different yeah. Okay. So I um, I didn't want to go on medication. Mm-hmm. I was scared of medication. I had that same feeling of I'm a failure if I go on medication. I should be able to figure this out on my own. Um, and I didn't want my therapist to be like, because she's not a psychiatrist, but um, I don't know. I just had a fear of getting on medication. Right. Which I've clearly gotten past that because... I am on medication. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was my initial thought, too. I actually didn't have necessarily – I've always kind of hated medicine because I had to – like, I have hypothyroidism. So I've had to take it since I was 12, Oof. like, every single day. So I've always hated medicine just for that simple fact of, like, starting so young, you're like, oh, I hate this thing. I have to do it all the time. So when I started on medication, I was a little, like – I just don't want to do this. It's not necessarily like I was scared of it or anything like that. I just didn't want to do it. I was like, like it was just an inconvenience. Yeah, it was just an inconvenience. I, okay, I had no desire to be on medication simply for the fact of I would have to take it. Uh, and then it went into the first medication that I was on. I spiraled on, and it was bad, like really, really bad. And so from there, I went off of it immediately. And I had been scared ever since to get back on it. I'm now back on it, but I was terrified of getting back on it. So I've actually done the whole medication thing without therapy before. Like, I was not in therapy when that happened. So, And my therapist told me that it's the best practice is to use medication along with therapy. Yes. And then my also my like medical doctor told me the same thing, which I didn't. I didn't know before, mm-hmm. but I mean, now from experience, I can definitely see like, yeah, I haven't experienced like just one or the other because mm-hmm. I've been on both basically at the same time. Right. But it's nice to hear that from you that like, do you see a big difference putting them together? Oh, yeah. So I OK. So the first medication bad, right? I, mm-hmm. I wasn't in therapy. It was um, it just wasn't the right medication for me. And like if you are considering going on it, it is a test, like trial run. It's you're not necessarily going to get the first one right right away. Sometimes people do, sometimes they don't. Um, but then I went on a second medication that kind of aligned with me a little bit better, and I still didn't feel great on it. I still was in a depressed state enough to where it was worrisome, I guess. So it wasn't it wasn't great in any. <laughs> any situation and then i went off all medication because i was like well this isn't working it's kind of making it worse because now i'm noticing it i'm taking medication every day i'm just not improving at all like maybe i can get out of bed today but like i can't get much further than the couch (laughs) so so i'm really just moving from one to the next uh so yes so i have tried medication without therapy and it does not necessarily fix you (laughs) yeah it may be and and i was on a low dosage at the time um so 
probably with increased amount, it might have made it a little bit better, but it would have been a long-term situation that I would have never been able to come off because I wasn't fixing anything. I was just kind of covering it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a Band-Aid over a bullet hole sometimes if you're not doing therapy, too. Yeah. If you're not figuring out why you have to be on this thing, then it's... Because why do you need medication in the first place if it's offered to you? You know, like there's a reason that you probably need it. And sometimes it's just like a chemical imbalance, Mm -hmm. which is necessary to get straightened out. But it it doesn't it's not a fix all. Right. I was so hesitant once I started therapy. I was on no medication because I had gone off of all of it because I didn't trust it. Um, After the first one that scared the crap out of me, I was like, I don't want therapy. Like, I don't want medicine at all. I I want to figure out how to do it myself. (laughs) So I went to therapy and we'll talk about how many times I tried to go to therapy later. (laughs) But once I got to the lady I'm with now, I got about two months in and she said, I feel like medicine is a good option to think about. And she said it just like that. She said, it's a good option to think about. She didn't say you should go on medicine. Mm -hmm. She didn't say you have to, or else I'm not working with you. She didn't say it's a requirement. She didn't say this is what you should go on. Um, And so from there, she kind of opened up the talk of how medication affects you and the different, not necessarily different types, but she definitely spoke on why medication would be a good option for me. So just my therapist, like kind of brought it to my attention. It was just like, maybe this is something you think about or talk with your doctor about. And I said, hmm, maybe, maybe not. And she said, okay. And then we went a couple more weeks and she was like, you know, what do you think? Have you thought any more on it? And I'm like, I mean, do I really want to though? No. And she was like, I think it might just level you out a little bit just so Mm -hmm. that we can get down to it, you know, a little bit more, get a little bit more in depth with what we're doing. Cause right now you're, she didn't use this word. I'm using it. Scatterbrained. Yeah. (laughs) I'm all, you're all over the place. Like you can't even. You, you're not figuring it out because you're so worried about everything in medicine. You just kind of need just a little bit, just try it out maybe. And then I was like, okay. She's like, you know, if you think you can do it, then we'll, we'll try it. I was like, fine. So I tried it and it worked. Yay. <laughs> so and you didn't feel forced to get on it. It no, was, she gave you not. the power or mm-hmm. not gave you cause you always had the power, but I guess, made you remember that you have the power to choose. Yeah. And she said, you know, like, because I was going to therapy consistently, she was like, it's a good time because I can kind of, you know, people around you can watch. I can watch you a little bit, kind of see how you're going in that direction. You know, since I was going regularly, it was easier for her to kind of monitor and make sure that it wasn't a bad option. So that's a good point to bring up to. Yeah. It was when I first did it, it. you know, I think I started my first one in college and it was really, really bad, but I didn't have a ton of people around me. So um, it was just a mess of, yeah. of a time, like calling my mom every day, crying. And she was just like, OK, so this is not a good option. So go off now. Like, stop taking it today. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fine. <laughs> like, but I want to get better. And she's like, well, we'll find a different way to get better because this is not the right option. And at that time, I knew nothing. So I was like, I don't know what's going on. I just... I'm trying to get better and I'm crying every day. <laughs> I don't think this is getting better. <laughs> no, it's not it's not good. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of leads us into the pairing, right? So medication and therapy. And we'll talk about the therapy side of how difficult it is finding a therapist. Mm-hmm. 